0: Or visit horseandhound.com.au.
1: Three the half. Ardies Express has it a half to Akuta. In the trail, Republican Party from Self Assured. Then Krug, McAndrew Aviator. Next, the insiders bark from He's a Sport and Mossdale Bennett. Ardies Express. Akuta up on the outside from Self Assured. 28 8 third quarter. Republican Party awaits the lane. The leader, Ardies Express. But Mark Purden has gone for Akuta. He put up two lengths, Republican Party. McAndrew Aviator. Running a race, Akuta at the 100, McAndrew Aviator coming after him, Republican Party the far side, it's Republican Party for the Canterbury Classic, Republican Party, Peter Akuta, McAndrew Aviator and Krug made up
2: your third It's a big ball. time isn't it, New Zealand Harness Racing as we count down to the New Zealand Cup come November, Chris Barsby is back, good morning to you Chris. Steve, good morning to you, good morning everyone. so much to reflect on. We might start with that given it was last Friday in New Zealand, Republican Party defeating Akuta, very brave, and um, MacAndrew Aviator was third in that race.
1: As far as the New Zealand Cup picture is concerned, Steve, I I don't think it makes it any easier to sort out. Uh, The All-Stars runners were terrific, but as far as the winner is concerned, Republican Party, there wasn't a great deal between him and Akuta at the end of last year, at the end of their three-year-old campaign. Then he came across and they tackled the Chariots of Fire or attempted to tackle the Chariots of Fire and it didn't really sort of go to plan. So they gave him a long spell. He's come back and he's come back in fine order. That was proven there last Friday night, taking that Canterbury Classic. So he is now a guaranteed starter in the New Zealand Cup. Akuta, terrific. Uh, I thought Self Assured was terrific as well. And Krug was more than okay. Copy that who was nom for the Inter-Dominion here in Brisbane, but has since been withdrawn. He's going to step out again this Friday night at Auckland. And one of the other key runners at that Auckland meeting is the star trotter for Tony he Bolt for brilliance. He's back in action. So a couple of key horses to watch there on Friday night. But we've still got a few more lead-up races to come for the New Zealand Cup so I don't think there's a clear-cut performer as yet so these uh, next couple of weeks are going to be all important I really think the Ashburton Flying Stakes race meeting is going to be crucial so that might be able to just tell us a little bit more but I still think it's quite open at this point in time.
2: You mentioned Bolt for Brands, of course one of the star trotters stepped out and won at short odds on Friday night at that same meeting Muscle Mountain
1: yeah, he, he's an absolute beast, muscle him out. And I, I know Racing Queensland Albion Park officials were probably just a little disappointed that his name wasn't in the nominations for the Inter Dominion Series. But given how close the New Zealand Cup Carnival is, to the of dominion it's no real surprise there was no all-stars representatives nom for the series and as i said copy that was nommed but subsequently withdrawn and the main reason was uh ray green the trainer of copy that couldn't get a hold of his owner merv butterworth in time to work out which way they wanted to go so he threw in the knob then he was able to track down merv and then he subsequently pulled him out so there's no issue there full steam ahead to the new zealand cup so uh, yeah, Muscle Mountain. He, he's an absolute star. He's pushing towards the big Dominion, uh, coming up on Showdown the Friday during Cup Week in New Zealand. And as it stands, he is the best trotter in New Zealand. But with Bold for Brilliance back in action it looks like he's going to have some serious opposition for any of the features upcoming over there in New Zealand. Speaking of nice horses, speaking of the New Zealand Cup, your favourite horse, Captain Ravishing, he was back at the trials last night. The Victoria Cup comes up on Saturday week. So this Saturday night, we are expected to see Leap to Fame back in action on Saturday night, just in a free-for-all. Then they'll have to make a decision whether or not they're going to go to the Victoria Cup. I know Jack Butler's keen to go with his star performer, Hot and Treacherous. But Captain Ravishing, looks like they're going fresh up into that Victoria Cup. He trialled last night at Bendigo. He is norm for the New Zealand Cup as well, and he trialled really well. Nathan Jack took the drive on Captain Ravishing last night. Greg Sugars, who drove Captain Ravishing Steve, in the Eureka. He's got a commitment to the Kilmore Cup when a better Eclipse, who was really good there last Friday night, so that's prompted the the driver change there. But uh, he trialled well, and uh, Emma Stewart rolled out a number of her big-name performers last night, including all of the Mayors, Ladies in Red, Amore Vida. Uh, I think Treachery went around at the trials last night and then there was the likes of Honolua Bay, Mac Dan and a few others so uh, really exciting time in Victoria, we've got heats of the Victoria Derby and Oaks coming up this Saturday night and then Saturday week, that's their Big Cup night which does also have the Derby and the Oaks so really important time coming up in Victoria over the mm. next fortnight.
2: Just another horse back to New Zealand that stepped out on Friday night that was beaten but not disgraced by any means was the, the don't stop dreaming Chris um, started really short but as I said, was only beaten in a bit of a blanket finish. Got tired of yeah, then, after doing it tough.
1: Yeah, Coney Island Lou was able to win that race, Steve. Uh, he, he's a very good horse, Coney Island Lou. I'm fascinated to see what the future holds for him because he's Perth-owned. Uh, he's raced by Mark Congon, who's uh, shared in the ownership of so many of those great horses, King of Swing, uh, uh, Baltic Eagle, quickly come to mind, I'm the Mighty Quinn. Uh, so that race went the way of uh, Coney Island, Lou. But as far as Don't Stop Dreaming is concerned, he needed the run, Steve. I spoke to a few people and they said he presented fairly big in the parade so he'll take a lot of benefit uh the winner's guaranteed to start in the new zealand derby and that's the main target for don't stop dreaming they're pushing towards the new zealand derby they've still got a little bit of time to to really you know screw him down fine tune him so i wouldn't be dropping off and then then you'll go uh, have to factor in merlin as well the, the north island superstar three-year-old for barry purton he's uh, headed towards the new zealand derby as well so don't drop off a few of these good ones just yet. The Derby is the main target, so Don't Stop Dreaming is obviously going to strip a lot fitter next time he steps out.
2: All right, well, you just mentioned Jack Butler. He's with us now, Chris.
1: Well, just one other thing I wanted to start mm. with, Steve, uh, because a number of licensees in Queensland have reached out just during that time that I was away, just wondering because that result came through from the, the barroom brawl at Albion Park from Blacks, a fake night. And a number of people have asked, can Curic appeal the QCAT decision because as it was uh, uh, handed down, that uh, ruling from QCAT, it was basically uh, turned into a monetary fine. So the disqualifications were raised and it was a monetary fine so I put the question to our chief steward David Farquharson and I said can Keurig appeal the QCAT decision regarding that incident from Albion Park on Black's a fake night he said Keurig can only appeal a racing appeals decision on an error of law there was no error in interpretation or jurisdiction but unfortunately the matter of penalty sits outside the powers of Curic." so they don't really have any uh, any sort of wiggle room so they've just got to cop it on the chin obviously uh, they were a little bit disappointed with the way that was uh, uh, adjudicated that uh, that appeal but uh, just a number of licensees wanted to reach out because you know safety's paramount at a racetrack and uh, given that that was sort of overlooked um there was just a, a little bit of a concern with a number of licensees moving forward so you know we, we want to make sure it's a, a safe playing ground uh, when you go to a racetrack so that's uh, that's the update there, so we'll move on from there. Jack Butler is now with us. Jack, good morning. Morning, Chris. There's been a bit happening over the last couple of weeks since I've been away, and your stable stars are fit and firing. Hot and treacherous and your trotters, headlined by Adele. It's full steam ahead towards the inter-dominion by the look of it. Yeah,
0: no, I couldn't be happy with them, mate, where they're at, at the moment. And, um, yeah, we just sort of keep ticking them over nicely before then and... Uh... Yeah, hopefully we can have them
1: cherry ripe for the Inners. OK. Let's talk about Hot and Treacherous. So the Inter-Dominion is obviously the main goal, but you've got some toing and froing to do between now and then. So the Victoria Cup Saturday week, is that an option? Is that a, a likely sort of uh, destination for, for Hot and Treacherous?
0: Yeah, no, we've um, kicked it over, yourself and the owner, and, um, we're, yeah, we think we're heading that way um uh, the ideal, if we could get a run on Saturday night, hopefully that free-for-all will stand up um, just to tie him over. And, uh, you know, and a lot depends on flights and things like that too. So still still a little bit of water going to the bridge before we actually say we are going. But, um, yeah, that's that's the way we're heading anyway.
1: OK, so this free-for-all on Saturday night could be a heck of a race by the sound of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Larry will be there and... Hopefully my bloke will be there, and uh, hopefully we can just get a, enough numbers there to make it stand up. So, uh, yeah, so I'm sure Green would like to have a run with his solo before he, if he goes, of course. Um, and um, yeah, and I'm in the same boat.
1: Okay, so they've clashed many times previously during the recent Constellations Carnival in the winter, and you're not shying away from him as it stands because it's likely if this race goes ahead, you'll clash this Saturday night, then the following Saturday night in Victoria and then the Inter-Dominion, so you're not shying away from this fight?
0: Oh, no, you can't, mate. It's always good money second and third. You know, he's a a beautiful horse and, uh, yeah, look, he's he's very hard to beat. He's just a freak and, um, you know, it's and we couldn't happy with my bloke. I feel he's getting better and better all the time. So, um yeah, look, you know, it comes down to barrier draws and luck in running and um you know, where Larry can probably make his own luck, where I probably can't, but um you know, yeah, you gotta beat him to win him, haven't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We haven't seen Hot and Treacherous since he won that stand start free for all uh, two weeks ago. He was so good there, fifty-seven one for twenty-one hundred and thirty-eight meters, and he finished off in twenty-seven six twenty-seven eight. They're phenomenal numbers.
0: Yeah, like I got a lot of feedback off people. They thought he was a little bit uh, average, but um, his horse, whenever he's in front, he only does what he has to do. And um, yeah, look, yeah, he was off twenty meters and. Um, it's it's always hard, you know, uh, given any, all them horses. You know, them horses off the front line can still run 52, 53 themselves. And, um, you know, he gave them 20-meter start and still overcome it. So uh, we'll we wrap with him, Chris, and um, he's trained on really well since. And, uh, yeah, couldn't be happy with him, mate.
1: mm Well, the track record's 56-6, so he's not too far outside They're harsh markers.
0: Yeah, that's what I saw too, mate. But anyway, you know... Uh, We'll wrap with him and, um, yeah, going forward, I couldn't be happy with it.
1: All right, so he's trained on well. Hopefully Saturday night we'll get to see him in action. And then uh, as far as the logistics, getting him down and back, that's not going to be a a major issue?
0: Oh, look, we're just sort of going through that now. And, um, yeah, look, as long as I can get him flown down and flown back, um, he'll go. But um, if not, he won't go sort of thing. So just sort of... I know more. I know a lot more in the next few days i guess and um obviously see how he goes on saturday night
1: will it make it easier if grant decides to go with leap to fame and you've got numbers so does that make it easier to make sure that you get that flight off the ground and coming home as soon as possible
0: yeah for sure you know and um you know i think grant's in the same situation as me i think he's going to see how he how he goes saturday night and pulls up i guess and um we'll make a decision early next week and uh, and, um, yeah, go from there. But, yeah, definitely make it easier, mate, for sure.
1: All right. First rankings have come out. Uh, was that what you were expecting with uh, Hodden Treacherous? I think he came in at number 12. Is that about right? Yeah, I think so,
0: mate. He's um, you know, he's still yet to sort of probably win a big one here and uh, things like that. I know he's been going terrific and, you know, run some good places to North Horses. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was about, about sort of, you know, 10 or 12, something like that I thought was about him. Right. are you excited about the Inter Dominion being in Brisbane this year, your, your home state? Yeah, really excited. I, it's it's great, and, and and probably the more exciting thing to going back to the old formality, um, which I think which makes the Inter Dominion. And
1: um, yeah, no, it's it's great. Yeah, totally agree. So that's hot and treacherous. Speaking of another free for all that you have, nom for the Inter Dominion. You've got this guy back, Deus X. He's been really good this campaign. So. You've obviously worked overtime, you and the team behind the scenes, to, to you know right the wrongs that sort of derailed the last campaign. But he he is flying at the moment.
0: Yeah, he's going terrific. Um, he's, I thank God we got him back. Um, I I spelled, I'd, I'd done the wrong thing. I gave him three months off, and um, he done really well. And I just I just couldn't get him back. Um, so he's been sort of in and out, and we've just sort of been working on him. And um, yeah, Touchwood, he's. Um, back to the old days ex and um you know he's run the other night was terrific he you know he really got stretched out early and um you know he had a good trip after that of course but
1: yeah he's um yeah he's going terrific yeah absolutely so he's obviously good on the tooth and uh you've got to keep him on a fairly strict diet now
0: yeah 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 no he's um i probably should be on the same one but he's he's um <laughs> he's on a strict diet mate and uh, yeah he's we couldn't have had with him, mate. He looks terrific and uh, really on top of his game again.
1: All right. Are you aiming towards those features coming up in November here locally with him? Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: No, all going well, that sort of will be his target. So, yeah.
1: All right. I've got to ask about the Trotters now. Adele, uh, she stepped out on the same night, hot and treacherous one, and she was so impressive. It was a huge margin, and the time was sensational. 57-4. Were you at all surprised with the ease in which she won that night?
0: Oh, not really. she's um she's pretty handy when she's right, and uh, you know she's uh, come back, you know she had a little freshen up and after the carnival, and uh, yeah, she seems to have come back even bigger and stronger and um and yeah so I, I wasn't to be honest um she's yeah, she went you know probably run the her a little bit too. they went nice and hard early and and um you know she's got she's got a lethal turn of foot when when that sort of happens, so. But no, no, easy question, mate. No, I wasn't, to be honest.
1: OK. Uh, does she step out this weekend?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll go in the, the mobile again this week, hopefully it goes, and, um, yeah, just keep her ticking over nicely towards the innards.
1: All right. And Funny Face, is she on a similar sort of program? She actually just... Um, oh, she's had about
0: 10 days off now, and... Um, yeah, she's just coming back into work next week and
1: then um, she'll just get ready as well. Okay. So it's full steam ahead for the Inter-Dominion for both of those trotters? Yeah, Touchwood. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what
0: Funny Face coming in at. I think someone said around 30 or 28 or something like that. And uh, uh, yeah, she's obviously got to step up and, and, and do a bit and uh, maybe try and sneak a nice race somewhere before then and uh, get her ratings down. But, um, yeah, that, that's the
1: plan, mate. All right, well, both mares are in uh, very good form. There's no question, so full steam ahead. Just looking back, I did some research. The last time an Inter-Dominion series was staged at Albion Park. So, 2001, no Queensland horse qualified for either final, the Pacers or the Trotters. I think it could be a lot different in 2023.
0: Yeah, I'd like to think so. (laughs) It's one of mine. Um, But, yeah, look, you know... I think our free-for-all is up here as good as anywhere in Australia at the moment. And, um, yeah, and and sort of proving that I feel and, you know, over the winter carnival and, uh, you know, a lot of it boils down to draws and things like that to to sort of help along the way. But, um, no, I think we'll be very competitive.
1: right let's focus on today you've got uh, a couple of runners stepping out one very interesting horse and i'm sure she's going to carry a lot of interest when she goes onto the track in race seven the former kiwi mayor oliver bubbles she's a last start alexandra park winner she hasn't trialed what are the expectations here first up
0: um i probably would have been happy with one two or three but um yeah look she's a nice mare and um i think she'll do a really good job over here um Probably still learning about her myself a bit, but um, no, it works quite well. And uh, you know, if she can get the right trip there, though, I'm sure they'll know she's in it.
1: Have you got any sort of plans for her going forward? Uh, not a, not really at this stage.
0: I'd just like to sort of you know, probably just get her through her grades a little bit and then, um, you know, she, she, I suppose all going well next winter carnival, I suppose, and try and set her for something like that if she shapes up like I hope she can.
1: So we're looking at the golden girl maybe next year? Well, possibly, yeah, Like she's a lot of
0: water to go under the bridge and she's got to step up a lot too, but um, yeah, that's, you know, obviously always in the back of your mind.
1: Yeah, so raised near and dear to your heart.
0: <laughs> yeah, very much so. Right.
1: Hey, tell me, Chloe, is she still overseas?
0: Yeah, yeah, she's still had another fortnight over there, I think. and. Um... Yeah, I can't wait for her to get back. I'm working too hard, but anyway, the way it goes. It's a good trip. Yeah, no, she, um, she's having a ball, she's loving it. And uh, yeah, I think she's getting a little bit homesick now, but um yeah, no, she got a she's had a great time, she reckons.
1: Yeah, taken in the little brown jug and now she's been down at uh, Kentucky, so seeing some uh, great action over there. Hey, Jack, really appreciate the time. Uh, continued success and uh, let's hope that the uh, the countdown for ID23 continues to go in the right way for you. Now, thanks, mate.
2: Jack Butler joining us. Chris, just back to Friday night and that Kilmore Pacing Cup. We know a lot of feature races are on, on peg-dominated or peg-dominated, and this was a classic case, wasn't it? Better, And they knew before the race with the betting, better eclipse basically sat in the box seat or behind the lead, got the money. Uh, the second horse, I think, was three fence, beyond a light, knack now led, and I thought that bet, rock and roll do. He was a betting drifter, and Michael Stanley was very conservative on him, and I, I think he's... Tick the mm-hmm. box, Chris, with a view to the, obviously Victoria Cup and the Queensland into Dominion as well. But sectionally, he probably couldn't have gone too much better rock and roll, dude, from out the back door.
1: Yeah, you're right, Steve. He was super under the circumstances, but he was very conservative in the manner in which he was driven. He just sat last and he was very patient. Everyone expected him to make that mid-race move, but it never came, and uh, he drove him for one sit. Uh, He did well. He did as good as he possibly could have to get as close as what he did at the line. But as you said, given the way that race set up, it was always going to be a forlorn task. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think the barrier draw is going to be crucial. So, um, you know, not only what we saw there across the weekend, but what we're going to see this weekend. Does Leap to Fame go to Melbourne for the Victoria Cup? Does Hot and Treacherous go? So it's going to be very interesting. I don't think it's any guarantee... But I think uh, this weekend is obviously going to tell us, uh, and it will, but it's, um, it's not a foregone conclusion that he's going to be heading south to tackle the Victoria Cup.
2: Yeah, Darren Clayton thinks he's long odds. I wonder what David Brick, has he got an insight from racing Queensland yeah. if he'll go or not?
1: Let's ask him. David, good morning. Chris, Steve. How are you both? Very well. Do you think he'll make the trip or do you think he'll just stay here and focus on the inter?
3: Look, my guess is it's as good it as yours. He's in the Noms for this coming week, so it's hot and treacherous. Uh, so, look, let's see what... I think they'll probably make a decision after this week to see where he's at. Uh, look, from our point of view, we'd love seeing our horses go states, so uh, it creates interest locally and abroad. So if he does, good luck to him, but uh, certainly we'll want him um, mm. nice and sound for the Inter-Dominion as well. So but, I'll probably at 50 cents each yeah. way
2: there. David, just on the Noms for that, how many we likely do you think you end up with for that race if it holds up on Saturday night?
3: Look, I'd have to have a chat with the guys, Steve. I haven't had a chat yet. There was nine no- noms in the open, and there was also a stand that he was nominated for, but um, there was some cross noms there, so I'd have to have a chat with the guys. Hopefully it uh, stands up. I think by looking at it, it looks like there would be enough, but again, I'd have to double-check with the guys and would come down to whether there's any scratch out over this next half hour.
1: Well, David, I wanted to get you on this morning to talk about all things ID23 and I think you're going to become a regular between now and December 1, just keeping everyone updated with what's happening. So, I've been away for the last fortnight. The, the NOMs were closed and uh, taken and first rankings have been released. Firstly, with the NOMs, were you pleasantly surprised or somewhat amazed with the amount of NOMs received for the series?
3: Uh, I'd say pleasantly surprised. We were confident we'd get, you know, good noms. Uh, there's always horses in there that, you know, haven't nom that we'd love to have seen in there. But, uh, but I think on the balance of it, certainly pleasantly surprised with the numbers. I think when you compare them to Victoria last year, both series were, were above the noms that received for Victoria. So, I think on that. Uh, balance, Yeah, we're, we're pretty happy with that. Obviously, over the next two months, we'll see how they stack up, uh, who comes, who doesn't. Uh, but uh, we'll certainly be doing our best to get as many of them here as we
1: can. Well, you've certainly achieved that uh, so far with the norms. So just going back to Melbourne, I think they had just over 140 uh, for both series. Uh, Racing Queensland received over 170. And just on that figure, the Trotters. They were enormous, over 70 noms for the Trotters series. Yeah, I think that
3: was probably the, the most surprising. I didn't expect us to have as many as Victoria had, uh, particularly given that, I think, nationally uh, tr- uh, trotting base is in Victoria. So to be able to achieve that's fantastic. You know, many uh, locals in that, but also a number from um, Victoria and New South Wales as well. And as we mentioned previously, also some from... WA and, and also South Australia, so which was a little bit of a surprise as well. But uh, yeah, I think those norms are, are, are really strong. There are a couple of surprises in there. You know, the, the winner from um, a couple of years ago jumping in and, and getting back into work was certainly one that surprised us. So uh, hopefully uh, he's sort of on his way back and, and can um, yeah can, can make the line. But uh, yeah, certainly surprised pleasantly, and and we have certainly put it out there that while we were intending to run a twenty four horse series, that if the quality and quantity remain and we'll certainly reconsider that and potentially run a thirty six horse series, but we'll take our time in making that decision as we move through sure the acceptance phase.
1: Okay. Well I wanted to just dig a little deeper on that. So as you said, uh, originally you were looking at running just the two heats for the trotters, but given the uh, overwhelming response by uh, owners and trainers uh, with over 70 noms for the series, there is a possibility that you could run three. So how long do you have to sort of uh, wait before you make that decision about running three heats instead of two?
3: Well, uh, we'll continue to monitor that. We've obviously got a couple of acceptances over the coming well, one in October and then into November. I think come sort of November we're starting to want to give uh, particularly those from down south an indication as to to what our intention is so I I think we'll get through the next round of acceptances 23rd of October see where things are at there if we see an attrition rate uh, then we we may make a call at that stage but if they remain pretty healthy and 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 qualities there then we'll push through to the next acceptance uh timing and, uh, and see where we're at there. So we'd, we'd absolutely love to be able to do it. It just comes down. We just want to make sure that there's the, the quality and, uh, and volume there. So uh, we'll make that decision. But I think probably closer to uh, some stage in November is to, to when we'll be making that decision.
1: I mentioned just a moment ago to, to Jack Butler, the last time that we had the series at Albion Park 2001, Pacers and Trotters no Queensland-trained horse made either final, the paces or the trotters. I think this year is going to be vastly different.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, on both fronts we've certainly got uh, quality, at... um, and that's seen in the noms, uh, so which is which is great. And you know we're looking forward to to the locals competing really well in both. Uh, you know, and you know I think the, the dirt's there from from our point of view, and uh, I think there's no doubt we're going to have significant numbers in, in both series. So, uh, yeah, we, as much as we do want horses to, to come from in the state because it creates interest and hopefully some from New Zealand, uh, you know, I think uh, inwardly we, uh, we, want some, uh, we want the the Queenslanders to do well.
1: Yep, no doubt. Now, just with the rankings, um, no real surprises as far as how they were ranked. Uh, and, and when you look at the top, say, 15 of, of either gate, whether it be the Pacers or the Trotters, uh, very, very strong.
3: Yeah, we, absolutely. I think so. Mate. I mean, when you consider that, you know, just even out of the, the, the recent Eureka, the top five across the line there are all, all nominated. So you get the best four-year-olds in the country there. And uh, and then, you know, you've, uh, from a free-for-all point of view, you know, most of the best ones are there as well. Um, we'd probably like to have had a, a couple more from, come over from New Zealand, but we understand with the New Zealand Cup where it is. Uh, that makes it somewhat difficult but you know, outside of that i think we've sort of got the the horses we want there to be nominated you know but, as i said previously the, the move of the vic bread series away from the end of december has really helped us because i think you know and the stewart stable uh, gives them an opportunity otherwise they may well have been preoccupied with that vic bread series so you know obviously they've you know, got some strong nominations there as well as, well as a number of trainers throughout. Uh, Queensland and other parts of Australia.
1: The other thing that's really obvious, and it's always a a key thing, both defending champions for the Pacers and the Trotters, they're right there.
3: Yeah, that's right. We sort of made the decision to make that as a bit bit of a focus point that they would be seeded number one and they'll continue to do that right up until the series starts. So um, yeah, there's not always that you get them to, to come back and they may not all, always be the, the favourite but I think the fact that they've won the, the previous year creates some intrigue and we certainly want them as part of the series if we can get them there. So they'll be right, both remaining at number one ranking right through to the start of the series.
1: Okay, so as we know the, the series kicks off on December 1. Just for those just starting to think and, and, and sort of plot a path. Is it confirmed on how we're going to to structure the heat? So we go Friday, Tuesday, Saturday. Are they all going to be night meetings? And do we know what days or nights, uh, distances? What what sort of distances are going to be run on on which night?
3: Yeah, no, that's all locked away. So they'll all be nights. I haven't got exact race times as yet, but they'll all be all be night meetings. Uh, from a distance point of view, the, the both series will step up in distance each time, so it'll go from the mile to the um, twenty-one thirty-eight up to the longest longest distance for the, for the last heat uh, for both series, and then obviously the finals over the over the long distance. Uh, the other aspect that we are doing with regard to both series is the first night being over the short distance. We will be splitting them into for the paces uh, as a thirty-six or series will be four heats of nine. Uh, and at this stage for the Trotters, uh, should we be a 24-horse series, it'd be three heats of eight on the first night. And then following that, they'll then branch out into heats of 12 for the longer distances. We just felt for the shorter distance, uh, you know, to give every horse as much poss- chance as possible, that uh, limiting field size was, uh, was advantageous, I suppose. So um, that's how we've structured the, uh, the two series
1: a fair call given that it's going to be December 1 first night of action over the mile uh, you know it's going to be conducive to fast times we might see a new track record
3: yeah yes no we're, we're aware of that we will be doing a little bit of stuff from a, a broadcast one of you on that on that front just to uh to illustrate where the and virtually where the track record is and hopefully uh, one or two or three heats uh, get close to, to breaking that, that time because I uh, certainly create some entry, and I agree that's uh, if it's probably ever going to be done um, that's probably the night where you've got uh, four heats over, the, over that flying short distance.
1: Well, the series is fast approaching. There's no doubt about it. Major sponsor locked away. Everything's locked away as far as the, the noms now, the first lot of rankings are around. Uh, golden tickets are available. It's it's going to come quickly, isn't it?
3: Well, it certainly has to date. As you said, look, we're we're, uh, we're almost within eight weeks of the, the first round of heat. So, yeah, we're looking really looking forward to it. A lot of work being done between Q and and the club and Albion Park. Uh, We're all excited to to get to that point. It's the first time it's been here in a long time, so we're looking forward to to making a great series. And as I said, at this stage, the the horse quality is there, which is is the main point Um, that's going to attract the people and the interest. And and after that, we'll certainly have plenty of other activities for people to enjoy while they're here. But uh, to start with, let's uh, get the best horses we can.
1: Yep, well it's the first series since 2009, the first uh, that'll be in park since 2001, so it is uh, well and truly on the clock now, ID 23. Uh, Just before I let you go, any update, Re Norwell? Uh, there's probably one
3: uh, important piece of, uh, by way of an update, the ministerial infrastructure designation has been lodged by Racing Queensland, so that's application process to have it all uh, ticked off from a government perspective. Uh, we look forward to releasing that master plan to industry shortly. We, uh, as we've discussed previously, still working through, uh, I guess the the timings and finishing up at Albion Park. So. And um, uh, from an RQ point of view, Jason Scott's leading that aspect. And we expect to be able to have some info on that and then being able to release to industry the master plan and and get feedback on that. So, But it's a really important milestone in terms of submitting that um, Ministerial Infrastructure designation It really starts the process to, as I said, the approval and um, and then being able to, to get moving on, on building the, the
1: fantastic facility. OK, but you're comfortable with where it sits right now?
3: Yeah, certainly from from, uh, from that point of view, as we've discussed previously, and, and certainly I in know industry have uh, made that uh, point through the minister as well, just the, the concerns about potentially having to, to leave early and not have a uh, metropolitan home for a period. So that's certainly an aspect where we're working with government. But yeah, certainly as, as far as the, the progress for, for Norwell, um, yeah, look, that's well and truly on track to, for, for us to. Uh, to get moving in in the new year on, on, on building that site, which, is, as I said, um, really looking forward to.
1: Excellent. Hey, David, I really appreciate the update this morning. We'll be in touch. No worries. Thanks for your time, Chris. Thanks.